When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right here on 104.9 The Horn, we are looking live, hanging out at Twin Peaks around Rock location, uh, not getting ready for March Madness, in the midst of March Madness right now. Uh, happy March Madness to each and every one of you out there. We'll be out here doing Ball Don't Lie till 530, then we'll start up the pre, pre-game to Texas basketball. Uh, Texas men taking on Colgate tonight. You'll be able to hear that right here on 104.9 The Horn. Craig Way on the call with Eddie Orn. In the meantime, though, we're going to be previewing Texas versus Colgate. It is a new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. Based on the song selections, we're supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to uh, the new theme of the day. All right, so what you got? Because I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> Bands. It, it, <laughs> I say South by Southwest. These, these bands all do have something in common. Okay, which what is, is the it? theme? All these bands are Irish. Oh, oh St. Patrick's Day. Day. Day tomorrow. Okay. They are all Irish bands. Okay. okay. Nice. Okay. All right. I got you. All right. That's smooth. I That's like not that. bad. That's not bad. That's like. Yeah. I like it. That's I deal legit. with that. That's legit. Okay. Yeah, St. Patty's Day. You just show some love. So there you go. My man, uh, Patrick, showing some love to, for St. Patty's Day even before it actually happens. I like that. All right. So new thing. There ain't nothing but a party going on up in here, bro. Uh, <laughs> we rolling into the weekend. Yeah, it'll be a party tomorrow, too, for sure. Uh, St. Patty's Day plus a oh, little yeah. tournament madness for you. Uh, so new theme of the day uh, is that all of the uh, – basically a shout-out for St. Patty's Day, all the Irish uh, bands that will be uh, basically – Pick for the new theme Thursday. All these selections are by Irish bands. All right, I didn't know that. Always broadening my horizons on any of the musically themed days of the week, so I appreciate my man Patrick. You can be a part of the show. Hit us up uh, via Twitter. That's the best way to do it. Uh, Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. My man Patrick, it is Patrick Davis. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Like I said, we basically have an hour and a half left of this actual show, and then we're going to start up our pre-pre-game, um, breaking down Texas versus Colgate. But still, we've been giving little nuggets. Uh, about that matchup um, throughout the show. We'll continue to do that and breaking down Texas' path to a championship, or at least what we hope is a championship. All right, so let's get right back into this Colgate matchup. One thing I have uh, noticed about, you know, the, at least about this team, Colgate, like I said, and since I saw this uh, yesterday, just doing some research, and I really like this about them, they have been trending towards – um, a, a, a tournament win, I should say. They're trending yep, that way. Uh, uh, uh. I don't think they're going to get it tonight versus Texas. But they are. Well, hey, wait. We n- hope that they don't get it tonight. I, I don't think they're going to get it versus All Texas. Right, but like go. I said, if you're just looking at their the trend of this program, um, they have appeared in the NCAA tournament, I believe, three out of the last four years. And I believe the year they didn't was that COVID year. Um, mm-hmm. So they've been a really good basketball program represented in the postseason. 
and they were, <laughs> you go look at kind of the, the breakdown, they were third in uh, three-point percentage in 2021. They were second in uh, 2022, and now in 2023, they're first. <laughs> yeah, there they go. They, they can't go they, on in the right direction. Right. They can't go any higher. They can't go any higher. <laughs> uh, but they've been the best three-point shooting team uh, in, in, in college basketball basically the last three years. And I talked about those, some of those tournament appearances for them. You know, they actually were really close. I mean, they actually had a lead uh, on Wisconsin with about 10 minutes remaining in that matchup. Couldn't hold it because they just don't have the talent to be able to play 40 minutes with a lot of these really, really good high-level college basketball teams. Um, you go look at that Arkansas uh, matchup they had. Uh, they, they were up 14 points. Yep. in that Arkansas matchup in the postseason. Couldn't hold on with that one either. Uh, then I think they had that loss to uh, Tennessee. Lost, they had a seven-point loss to Tennessee as well. So, I mean, they, they've not been getting blown out necessarily in these postseason matchups. Um, and that's one thing I, I, I like about, actually I like about Colgate, but I get, as a Longhorn fan, I think it's dangerous about them is that they got a lot of guys who have tournament experience. And like I said, they've been getting better every year, and they've tasted Success. They just haven't been able to finish. Right. They can't finish. Right. And I think that's probably been their big talking point in their locker room is, guys, we got to find a way to finish. We were up double digits uh, in the tournament on, you know, on uh, Wisconsin. We were up uh, on Arkansas at one point, and they just couldn't find a way to finish those games. Yeah, and that's the other part about this, too, and that's something that Texas needs to understand is, hey, when you go back and you look at their, their time in this tournament, you just said it. They've been in a up, up double digits. They've been going out there. They probably was underestimated by the other team. No question. Which definitely totally led them no to get into the double-digit lead. But now Texas is sitting there looking at them and saying, we can't underestimate them. Because of the fact of the numbers that you just read off about who they are as a three-point shooting team, how they play their games, and how many three-pointers are made each game, the way that they've been playing, Texas understands what the challenge is. You can never underestimate your opponent. And I'm going to say this right now. The fact that Furman won today hey. is story enough. F you. Yep. F, what did you, you say? F you all the time. All the time. That's it. That's, That's right. their school motto. I That's didn't make right. that up. F right. you all the time. So I did research on it. That's why I picked them to win. <laughs> I was like, dude, I, I love that motto. F you all the time. They have it on the back of their helmets. Yeah. F yep. you all the time. Then the fans chant it. F you all the time. <laughs> F you all the time. It's like, man, that is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so. that is why I believe that Texas is paying enough attention to understand, hey, guys, we already know what it's what we're up against. They won their their conference tournament. They won their regular season conference as well. We cannot underestimate what this team is capable of doing. Cinderella is what? She's a gold digging skank. And they don't need to be part of our crew. So they stay off to the left. And Texas needs to perform at a very, very high level tonight. Yep. Uh, Oliver Lynch Daniels is a guy to watch. Mm -hmm. um, he's one of the national leaders in three-point percentage, shooting over 50% from three-point range. He's a senior guard for them, uh, averaging almost 13 points per game. He's a name. He's a guy to watch. Uh, also, another name to watch is Keegan uh, Records. Yep. I believe that's how they pronounce his name. But he's one of their big guys, and they they'll work. They'll run the offense through him in the post and just feed the post and have him distribute from the post. Six ten. Yeah, and he's, it, basically if, if Texas decides to smother the perimeter, 
then he's going to be a big factor in the game because when teams decide to smother the perimeter and they have really effective perimeter defense, which Texas does, then they'll work the offense through that big man in the post. Yep, Texas cannot sit around and, and ball watch, watching how the, the shots go up and just kind of standing around. We need all hands on deck today, oh, yeah. crashing the boards, attacking. And if they do get the ball on the perimeter, you have to be able to run them off the three-point line. Get them off the three-point line. Make them shoot those mid-range because that's not who they are. Get them to the foul line. And I was, just about to say, <laughs> I was just about to say, foul if them. not, foul them yep. because they don't shoot free throws well. Yeah, this should be hack a, hack a Colgate. <laughs> it yeah. really should be. They're just terrible at free throws. No, and I mean, 27. And, and this is a weird game that you don't necessarily want to help out and double down and, and yeah, right, right. Right. Let it inside, back it up. Let him go one-on-one. -on -one. You have a better shot of defending him with a Christian Bishop or Dylan DeSue or Brock Cunningham going one-on-one. -on -one. If you come off of him, he's a really good passer. We'll see a guy. And if he can hit a Moffitt or an Oliver Lynch Daniels, one of those guys, and you've doubled off and that guy gets a look, that's three. they can put up three real quick. Yeah. So having the guards kind of bump in and try and, you know, poke the ball away in the, the post, you're normally going to try and do this is the team that's, that's not as easy to do that against. Because you do that, and either they're going to pop back out and hit a three, or while you're not looking, they'll cut right behind you yep. and get a pass and a layup. They do. A so really you have to there. watch out for those types of things. You're, you're talented enough to play man-on-man -man coverage and not have to help out a lot, so you need to do that. I'll say on the other end of the court, though, Tucker Richardson is the the, the Patriot League Defensive Player of the Year. He's he's pretty he's, he's a good ball hawk, stealing the ball, so yeah. you have to be careful around him. They're going to play a lot of passing lanes. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some zone. Uh, they don't play zone a ton, but I could imagine against a team like Texas where you just, you're just very outmatched in, in terms of athleticism that you may have to go, hey, man, we can't. They're just going to blow past it. They're going to be dunking on us the entire game. Right. So we might have to. We don't have a real rim protector because records can play post offense, but he doesn't have a lot of ups to, no, to go up there and block shots. Yeah. I agree with that. So I think that on offense, you're just going to have to try and find the shots, find that mid-range. And this is where Timmy Allen may be useful is because in a zone, Timmy Allen brought Cunningham in that high-low game, trying to break it open and find that middle of the zone. Then you can shoot over the top of it. But if the, if the, if the Longhorns aren't shooting threes well, which we know they've done on a lot of occasions this year, you're going to have to find a way to get that mid-range going to pull all their guys out a little bit more and then open up that lane to the paint. Yep, yep, that's a good point. That's why, you know, how Coach Terry decides to use Timmy Allen and rotate Timmy Allen is going to be big. Can't wait to see. Uh, I, and I, I, we don't know if he's going to start Timmy Allen again immediately. I assume that he will. We have not heard one way or the other if he is. We know Timmy Allen is going to be available. That has been the report, but we do not know if he's going to be inserted right back into the starting lineup. So that is also a question Longhorn fans are going to be looking uh, to answer early on in this matchup versus Colgate. I will say this, though. The if you go look at the best teams that they face, that Colgate's have to face, what you're looking at, um, hell, you're looking at S SRS, which is a simple rating system, or you're looking at quads, which is top mm -hmm. three quads. Um, Cal Colgate versus top three quad teams are three and six with a negative 5.1 net rating. Um, so, and, and, and actually they have a higher turnover ratio as well um, when they play top three quad teams. Uh, of course, Texas uh, being a quad one team. When they played uh, the top seven teams based on SRS, simple rating system, uh, they're one in six versus, versus their top seven teams they face um, based on SRS. So 
it's it's one of those things where I mean they are they're a really good team. There's no question about it. But they haven't faced a team this good. That's the that's been the biggest challenge for me is what I've it. been playing in my mind is how how does Texas match up with this team physically, right? And they, there is no matchup. They they are going to blow. The, physically, they are the most no. athletic team. They should blow them out. But you know as well as I do, and you gave the numbers yesterday about Texas in how they cover spreads at this time. But wow. at this time too, you look at uh, Colgate. They haven't been good in the tournament. They give you a scare. So if you're looking to possibly put a wager on this deal. It's definitely a lot of people are looking at Colgate in the first half to be close enough in the first half, but then Texas t- pulling away in the second half because you don't know what the nerves are going to be like. Although we ha- they have so much experience, it's a new situation. It's a new time. This is the time for them to go out there and say, all right, let's see who we are as a team and put our foot on them and go from there. So that's what I'm looking for for Texas. But I expect it to be a close game. We might get a scare in the first half. But other than that, I think Texas runs away with it. Uh, yeah, Texas is 1-11 against the spread in their last 12 NCAA tournament games. 2-8 and eight against the spread when the game is played past the round of 64. Uh, but 1-8 and eight against the spread in their last nine round of 64 games. So Texas has not been good covering that number. This is a very different Texas team, as we all know. Uh, Colgate, although 0-5 in their NCAA tournament games, uh, they are straight up. They are 4-1 against the spread in those five NCAA tournament games. Not saying that's going to be the case here, because I agree with what Patrick said yesterday. Considering how Texas played the last five games or so, and we watched this team you know, play their best basketball of the season, blow out Kansas uh, twice, by the way, which is really hard to do, and that's something that was historic, and also end up winning the Big 12 tournament, which is the toughest conference in all of college basketball, some say in the last two decades. I could see Texas, if Texas plays their to their standard. To their standard. Texas could beat this team by 20-some. Yeah, and I mean, I if think they play too, their standard. I want to see it. It's going to go to what the offense is. I think this defense will hold Colgate around 60 you know, probably not much less than that, but around 60. The thing is, you can put up 90 on this Colgate team. Yeah. And that's where the line is, is does Texas keep scoring? Do they shoot at a high clip? Because if they do that, this can get out of hand. But if they're not hitting shots, Colgate's going to get shots. Like, they're oh, yeah. they're they're a good shooting team. They're a smart team. They will score. So, I, I mean, I'd put them probably lowest at 55, but probably around 60 points is what you think Colgate's going to get. And then the question is, does Texas get 70, 80, or 90? Because yeah. all of those are complete possibilities. No, to Patrick's point, Colgate 232nd in defensive efficiency. Um, and basically, they're outside the top 225 in rim points per possession and post-up points per possession allowed. That's why DeSue and Christian Bishop could end up being the biggest factors in this game because I don't really know if they have down low any way to really stop those guys other than the defense collapsing on them and, and help defenders. Well, not and, not only, and not only that, you're probably going to see them, again, if they play some zone or whatever, let some of the guys try and shoot threes. They're going to let Tyrese Hunter shoot some threes because yeah. they know he's struggled. They, they're going to let Marcus Carr shoot some threes and see if he can get going before they have to go out and get him because they, they have a better shot of winning if they let Texas shoot themselves out of the game than if they let them go inside and get high percentage baskets go hey man you went 0 for 8 against kansas tyrese take those shots all day long and hopefully 
you're playing on a court that you're not used to. Now Tyrese Hunter did play in Iowa last year, so maybe he's feeling a little bit more at home there. But the rest of these guys, you go, I, I think you're going to see that and let them try and shoot themselves out. Texas has to be smart. Keep feeding the ball to Dylan DeSue. Get it into Christian Bishop and try and get into the opponent and, and drive the ball. Yeah, because I think it's another great point, Patrick. We're, we're looking at, you know, from the other side of things, from Colgate's side, you know, what has to go their way for them to pull the upset. We already said it. They're the best three-point shooting team in the country. That's one of the main factors, if not the biggest factor in upsets in March Madness. If they can hop the three-point range and stay hot, man, they can pull the upset on Texas. I think another thing Patrick's brought up is key. Texas going cold. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's going to happen. Texas going cold um, in, the, in addition to not being able yeah. to stop them offensively. So I think Texas defense will travel. But, yeah, Texas shooting themselves into a slump also is a bit of a concern. That's why I, I love what you said there, Patrick. Man, get to the bucket. It goes back to that, uh, that Marcus Carr play. Uh, and I still remember it because, remember, he started one of five in that game versus Kansas. Mm -hmm. And then he decided – to hit the paint. He drove to the paint and got an and one. He missed the free throw, but it completely changed his mindset offensively and how aggressive he became and where his shot selection was coming from on the floor. And I think you get that type of Marcus Carr, the aggressive Marcus Carr getting to the paint, that puts the free throw uh, disparity there. There, I think it'll if there is a disparity, it'll be lopsided in your favor because they're a bad free throw shooting team. They don't even want to get to the free throw line because they're so bad at it. That's but why Texas, they shoot so many threes. Yes. So I'm, I'm a, if you do have a slump or you go manufacture points, get to the paint, get to the line. Yeah, and that, that that's something that I've been looking at the entire year because when they do go to those cold spurts, that's because you're continuing to shoot jump shots. When you get there and you start attacking the rim and finding a way to get to the free throw line, that changes the whole perspective of the game and your rhythm. I mean, that's the one thing that everybody always talks about. If you're a shooter and you're missing shots, you get to the rim. you got to change your luck because getting to the free throw line and knocking down a few shots, that changes the way that you view yourself. Because right now, jumping up and down, that, that just changes the way that this team is viewed across the country. When they're deadly, they're attacking the rim. When they're, and that opens up the entire court. When they're not and they're just pulling up and just shooting random shots, it's not a good look for this Texas basketball team. No, yeah. and, and, a, and part of that driving the paint, too, is pushing the floor on yep, rebounds, yep. pushing the pace. Long rebounds because they shoot threes. Th this team doesn't have a ton of depth and especially not a lot of front court depth in Colgate. So if you're making those big men run, by the time you get to the end of this game, they're going to be gassed like because they haven't, they haven't been in a track meet with what Texas can do. Dylan DeSue is maybe one of the best, like, basket-to-basket -basket running big men in college basketball this year. So you have that advantage. You have Dylan Mitchell who can go basket-to-basket, -basket, and they don't have anybody that can do that. So if you're coming down and they have a guard back, you, I mean, we saw what Arterio Morris can sky over some people on those alley-oops, but you need to push the pace of this game uh, because they, that's not what they're going to want to play. Yeah, you want to you shock them with your athleticism. Yeah. Right, oh, they're going to see it. They see, yeah, if they ain't coach, seen it on film, it's totally coach, different when you see it. Coach Terry talks about the first four minutes of the game. He wants the first four minutes to be really intense. That's something to watch. He's emphasizing that first four minutes, and I think that's when you shock them with your athleticism. And I agree with Patrick. Man, get out and run. Get out and run. Expose them. Expose their la lack of athleticism. Go run with their big men and, and, and your depth that you have too. Uh, something to keep in mind, this is the best Colgate team they've ever had in the history of the program. Well, 
most wins in, in uh, their program's history, uh, most conference wins in their program's history. So this Colgate team, they're confident. They believe, like I said, they've been trending this way into the tournament three out of the last mm -hmm. four years. They've been better and better every year. They've had leads uh, in the first round against Arkansas, uh, uh, you know, leads in these games against Wisconsin, and they just haven't been able to hold on because we talked about they don't have the talent to go 40 full minutes with these high-level teams. They know they got to take risks, all right? And that goes back to them trying to get some steals. Yep. It goes back to them. They got to make sure that three-point shot is on. Um, so I love, I, I love the matchup early on because I think it'll be a great test for Texas. Texas takes care of business, plays to a standard. Texas will have no problem with Colgate. But if Texas comes out with a slow start, Mm -hmm. have those cold spells those and those slumps, those yeah. slumps offensively, if some of those teams come back to haunt them in this first round, they can most certainly be upset. Yeah. Most certainly. Yeah. And or, that's make the it too or make it too close for comfort. I think that's the one that everybody's more worried about. I think it's mostly the too close for comfort. As long as they win, I think people will say, okay, we know what we need to work on. They underestimated this. They did all this other stuff. But mm -hmm. the most important thing is, Get the dub. Survive and advance. Forget the, the spread. Forget that you're favored by X amount of dollars. Win the doggone basketball game by any means necessary. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you are the better team. If you play your A by game, far. if you win your A game, you're an Elite Eight Final Four team. If you play your A game. So you need to have that swagger and that confidence that you've had for the last four games. That you went out there and could play with Kansas, who is the number one overall seed. You could go in there and go hard against them in two games in, in two weeks. You need to have that confidence, and part of that is if you go against a Colgate team and don't bring it, that confidence and that swagger gets knocked back pretty far. Because yep. now you have to go, oh, no, we didn't mean to. We didn't, you go, yep. Well, no, that's not what champions do. Go out there and play from, from the minute one to minute 40. Can I ask a very shallow question here? If they don't, if they say they win, but they don't have the style points, they just find a way to win, Gut, gutsy, gritty, ugly win. Um, and the conversation about Rodney Terry, does that hurt him? Considering the opponent and you're favored by 13, if you don't win with a certain, you know, with a certain dominant, you know, kind of in, in dominant fashion, uh, does that hurt Rodney Terry? I don't think so. I mean, this is just me personally. I don't believe it does because yeah. Texas has had issues in the, in the tournament anyway. So for them to just get to – Week, I mean, to Saturday, I think that's a huge, huge plus for them. And it's also what everybody's been talking about. Rodney needs to win in the tournament. They don't care about how much, just win. And that's the most important thing I see looking at this matchup today. Yeah, I agree with that. That's so important. I do agree with the, the shallowness because it is what people are talking about. You brought it up yesterday. They don't seem like they want to hire Rodney Terry from Jeff yeah, Goodman's report, report, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So when you say that and you look at it, you're like, yeah, there is a lot of shallowness that is involved in this deal. But Rodney, all he cares about is just winning. Let's win the game and get ready to play on Saturday. Survive and keep hope alive. That's right. Uh, the teams that have survived and kept hope alive already, Kansas beating Howard 96-68. to 68. Uh, We talked about Furman, big upset, the first uh, upset of the day, 13-seed Furman beating 4-seed West, uh, sorry, Virginia, 68-67. 10-seeded Utah State went down to 7-seed Missouri. Missouri uh, pulled off that win, 76-65. to 65. And then this is a game that I got wrong. 
wrong. I had West Virginia winning uh, in my bracket, and I was wrong. Brackets already busted. Maryland, eight seed, gets to win 67-65 over nine seed West Virginia. And the games that are going on right now, and I believe we are close to halftime on these. Well, uh, we've got a big one. Uh, Charleston, 12 seed, is tied with San Diego Ooh. State, the five seed, with two minutes and 37 seconds mm -hmm. left in that game. Okay. So that is another upset alert. Let's say watch right there. Uh, Halftime of Arkansas, Illinois. Arkansas, eight seed up on uh, 19, Illinois, 36 to 26 at halftime. And in the uh, second half of the Arizona Princeton game, that is two seed Arizona versus a 15 seed Princeton. Uh, right now, Arizona up uh, 35 to 30. Keep you updated with those. As my man Patrick just told you, you got you know the five twelve. Everybody knows the five twelve. Five twelve was something. Plenty of people probably had that. that I, I got I got Charleston beating them in my bracket. There you go. That any five twelve is not going to shock uh, anybody if you're a seasoned veteran of uh, filling out brackets and uh, you're making bracketological prognostications, as Craig Way would say. Say what? Uh, because yeah, it is the most. Uh, prevalent and the most frequent upset in the tournament now, is 12 over the five. We could have a great charleston Furman matchup then. And oh. now, too, if, if Charleston pulls this off, it would wow. be a charleston Furman matchup. I, will, I, I hey. would actually love that. And I'm rooting for Furman, baby. F you all the time. <laughs> F you all the time. F you all the time. Uh, all right, what you got coming up for the people on Hearts Knock Life? I know this is the time that we're going to continue to talk about some basketball. But I want to talk about a baseball story that might have a little bit of interest for my man Rob Babers. You're not going to believe this game, and I didn't believe it when I saw it. All right. I can't believe it. I'm going to get into it. I like that. Harsh Knock Life coming up next. We are live from Twin Peaks in Round Rock. Come on out here and join us. We'll be out here till 6 o'clock. We start the pre-pre-pre-game for Texas versus Colgate at 530. Right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. We are on location at Twin Peaks in Round Rock. Make sure you come out here in the corner of Lewis Henna in 35. We're having a great time. A lot of friends and and a lot of folks out here watching March Madness. But uh, we love it when you're a part of the show. It's your boy, Harbaugh Hards. You can follow us on Twitter at uh, Harbaugh Hards, at Rob Babers, and, of course, at It's Patrick Davis. We're not – I can't give you the Specs text line because we can't see it. We'd love <laughs> to be talking with you, but hit us up on our Twitters. And I wanted to talk about this because I know it's basketball season and and it's time for us to really dive into what's going on in this March Madness part of it. And there's upsets. There might be another one here in just a minute. There's a close game between San Diego State and Charleston, but we'll give you an update on that in just a minute as there was only 18.1 seconds left. But I wanted to ask you all, have you all ever heard of Denison University? No. It is located in Granville, Ohio. It's a private school. In, in Ohio, and people probably have never heard of it, probably, unless you're from that area or you had a kid to go there. It's a, it's a different type of university. Mm -hmm. It's a Division three school. Yeah. Okay? So they played in a baseball game against Arcadia University, 
And it's interesting because Arcadia University is another school that's located in a place where it's kind of cold. So everybody was playing in this Snowbird Baseball Classic in Centennial Park in Florida, Port St. Lucie. The game was tied at 23. This is a baseball game. The game was tied at 23. What inning? Eighth inning. Damn. Game got suspended. Wow. Because of time restraints. How long was the game? The game ended up playing for two days. <laughs> they ended up playing the game for two days. How many hours of actual game time are we talking about here? It was a 24-hour, 48-run wow. baseball game. What the So hell? they ended up stopping the game wow. and saying, okay, we have rules that Come on, you man. cannot play past this amount of time. That's inhumane. So they ended up shortening, shortening the game. The game was postponed. The game started at 11 a.m. Eastern time on March 13th. The proceedings were postponed Monday evening at 4.45 after nearly six hours into the game because both teams refused to stop smacking the hell out of the baseball. That's crazy. So the game ended up starting back over. How many pitchers did they? I mean, Thank you. That's the other part they of it. They went through. through a ton. Goodness. And that is the funny part about it. So when you go and look at the box score. Wow. It, they, they ended up playing. This is the other part about it, Rod. It was only 10 innings. They only went to extra innings for one extra inning. Yeah, because the innings were so long. Yes. Each 20, inning probably be like a couple hours long. Dennison ended up winning the game. 25 to 23, they had 26 hits. The other team, Arcadia, had 21. Arcadia committed four errors, and Dennison only committed one. But here's the cool part about it. Wow. There were four home runs hit by Arcadia during that game, and, and Dennison ended up hitting, I think it was 11 home runs during the game. Chicks dig the long ball. They were swinging it and swinging it and swinging it. 15 home runs. That's pretty crazy. 15 home runs. But here's the capper. They went back and finished the game. But Dennison had another game the next day. So they started the game, finished it. Then they had to play another game because they were playing in this tournament. Did, did they now? If that did they, they had to have lost the, the other game. Did they win the other game or lose? Because they won the other game. That other team should be a They shame. lost. I was gonna, yeah, they lost they the did. game. Yeah, no arms four. available or nothing. I Eight mean, to four. Ew. And the funny thing about it is they committed a bunch of errors. That's wow. why they ended up losing the game. But it, it was one of the longest baseball games one in the history. Of the, what do you mean one of well, the? Well, don't forget, Texas had that marathon that was being played where Austin Wood went out there it and It didn't last pitched. 24 hours, though. They, they ended up – well, it seemed like it lasted 24 <laughs> hours the way that they were playing. So it was amazing to me because that it was is. 23 to 23 when they stopped the game. Wow. Arcadia was leading 13 to 7 from the bottom of after the bottom of the second. Man. After the bottom of the second, they combined for 11 home runs, used 14 pitchers during the game, and it finally ended with Arcadia win, I mean with uh, Dennison winning that game. As you mentioned, Rob, pitchers were tired, coaches were tired, and they were still trying to figure out how they were going to compete, complete the rest of the weekend due to all that. They got through it, played a lot of baseball. But let me just tell you, I've th- I played in some wild and crazy games, but I've never participated in a game where there were that many runs and you had to complete it over two days. And a lot of it, okay, so this is not even really necessarily about 
the pace of play or anything it like that. It was nothing. It's just bad defense. It was not bad. Bad pitching. Bad. So it was like bad defense. They bad pitching. This bad defense. Right. They couldn't get it out. They, they couldn't could get each get other. It, they yeah. can't get each other out. No. Oh man! Division three baseball at its finest, baby. Wow. And I'm not taking anything away from it because there's a lot of players that have been able to transfer out of the transfer portal with those opportunities. We may end up seeing some of these guys talk yeah. about this crazy game as they get picked up by other teams. Come on, man! But it was one of the wildest scenes in baseball in a very long time. The game was suspended in the eighth inning because the score was 23 to 23. And there was a time restraint on that. That's a damn shame. That's I'm not gonna lie. That, that, <laughs> I mean, the coaches should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> the, like you said, the pitchers. There's some shame there. Yeah. And it weren't a ton of errors. There should have been more there errors. Was, there was only five errors total in the game. Yes. Four by one team. So, like you said, it's probably more pitching. Yes. Of course, more pitching than it is necessarily defense. Yeah. That is still, man. That's that's shameful. That's yeah. embarrassing. I thought you might on, like guys. that strictly because of well, the fact that you think about the game. At least it's scoring. It's scoring. And people are cheering. How many people stay to watch this game and well, how long just think they about stay? It. Think about it. You you either got friends and family that are there oh, man. because you were traveling to a different place. You weren't even at home. You were on the road in a, in a neutral site because you were a team that needed to go down south for the Snowbird Tournament. So did they take breaks to eat? Because I would have got hungry. You would have definitely had some snacks in the dugout. You would have been eating some seeds over there. Snickers or something. Yeah. Man. Want to get away? What? (laughs) Yes. Want to get away from bad bad pitching? Man. That is crazy. And to finish up the story from yesterday that I had about my trip that we talked about, my license is home. All my cards are home. Oh, nice. Everything's back. So there is a happy ending to this story. I got all my stuff back. Mm, so it came but I already, it, it came today. It came from Vegas. It came from Vegas. So there all my go. stuff is back at the crib. My daughter, my daughter sent me a picture from the missus' phone and said, Daddy, your cards are here. <laughs> <laughs> from Vegas. From Vegas. <laughs> you were supposed to be going to Florida. I mean, excuse me, you were supposed to be going to Arizona. Yeah. I did, huh? Hey. But hey. I ended up in Vegas. Hey, I had to, I, hey you, you know what? I had to, I had to fly through Vegas. That's all, that's all, that's all the good. Yeah, got uh, it back. Good stuff. I'm glad that worked out for you. All right, that's crazy. I cannot believe. So we, do we know historically where that game sits in terms of the all-time longest games? That is a great question. In college I have, baseball no. history? I don't know if we could consider it great either. Well, great. <laughs> he, he said, well, where, it, where it stands among the longest games in the history of college. No, I will definitely find that out for you, though. Because I can't, there's no way there's a game longer than yeah. a 24-hour game. That, that, that is unbelievable. But maybe I'm off about that. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, all right, good stuff, Parch Knock right there. We come back. We got off the record. We'll also keep you updated with all the scores that are happening right now with the madness of March. But we got off the record on the other side. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Four. D.D. Megadoodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a brain man comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 at home. Time for another edition of Off the Record. Uh, 
couple of topics we're going to get into here before we get back to talking about the madness of March. Okay, everybody knows that the uh, the Minister of Culture, Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. he's a big Longhorn fan, I'm sure. His bracket uh, got the Longhorns going all the way, or at least <laughs> in the Final Four, too. Uh, he has a great um, kind of rapport and chemistry with his acting buddy, Rudy Harrelson. Yep. I don't know if you guys, have you guys seen True Detective part, like season one? Yeah, I did. I, I know what it is, but no, I know what it is. Oh, it's fantastic. It really is. It's like, it's, I, I think it was the start, not the start, it was probably the peak of the McConaissance. Uh, but it really, I would recommend to anybody who has not seen it, man. Him and Woody, it's their best work together, no question. Well, they're teaming up again because they were on Ed TV. They've been on a couple of things together. And this time they're going to do a new Apple TV Plus show. Um, McConaughey and Woody Harrelson are actually going to be playing themselves, uh, versions of themselves, in uh, their untitled 10-episode half-hour comedies, uh, McConaughey and Harrelson, along with their families, are going to attempt to live together on McConaughey's Texas ranch. And, of course, those close confines are going to put them in some wacky, crazy situations. But this is going to be a new show on Apple TV, basically a reality TV show where Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson and their families are going to live together for an extended period of time on McConaughey's Texas ranch. Do you think it's worthy of watching? Absolutely. Really? I you mean, going to check it out? I'm going to definitely give it, a, give it an opportunity to be okay. seen because of the fact, too, you think about those two together and what they go through and what's been going on and how they go about everything and how much fun that they have. That's the thing that I'm talking about, especially when you sit there and think, how they get down, that's what it's all about. That's uh, the funny part. Well, I know I can already tell you somebody who's going to be on there. I guarantee I tell somebody who's going to be on wait, there. Wait, wait, McConaughey's drug dealer? Yeah, exactly. Willie, Willie Harrelson's drug Willie, dealer? Willie Nelson. <laughs> Willie Nelson. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you brought up their drug dealer. I don't know if he's not a drug dealer, but <laughs> definitely God has given Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey some drugs before. Yeah. Willie Nelson will make an appearance Willie on weed. there. Willie will make an appearance on there. Willie and Willie stopped smoking, remember? He just does edibles now, I think. Okay. Yeah. You know, Willie stopped smoking. He don't like to smoke bad for his lungs and stuff at this age. I bet that so. bus still smells like it, though. Uh, yeah, well, because yeah, uh, well, that don't that mean everybody out. else ain't <laughs> dealing with it. Edible, <laughs> edibles still smell like weed. <laughs> yeah, they do. I mean, I heard. <laughs> I, heard I heard that. Well, I've been to the, the this dispensaries <laughs> up right. in Washington and stuff, and it still smells like weed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but my point is, I bet <laughs> Willie Nelson will make a cameo on Matthew McConaughey and Wood Harrison show. And you might get some old Texas celebrities on oh, there. Oh, for sure. Ricky Williams is definitely going to be on this damn show somehow. Yeah. So are we just automatically assuming that's what this is going to be partaking in? Oh, no. I'm just saying, well, with Woody <laughs> and Matthew, it's definitely going to be a, a part of the show. Now, they Snoop got their, they got their kids. By. Oh, he could, yeah. yeah. Their kids and family's going to be there, so they're not going to just be, like, you know, smoking it up. You think they bring Joe they, Rogan out there as well? Oh, Joe Rogan might come. Because he's in Austin right he now. Lives yeah. here. Yeah. He might come out there. Is, yep. is Joe Rogan's comedy club open now? Yes. Yes, it, yes. Just it is open, open now. Right. I believe Chappelle was there the other night. Oh, yeah. was he? Popped in, yeah. I got I to gotta make that a priority to get out yeah, to Joe no, Rogan's no, we, comedy club. We, <laughs> we gotta make we it. need to make yeah. that a priority. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Road there you trip. go. So uh, Matthew McConaughey, uh, he is uh, him and Woody Harrison having a new reality TV show where they're kind of a uh, I don't know perfect strangers hanging out, having a good time. All right, how about this? Uh, you do you know Kiki Hernandez? Yeah. Okay, he's got a new endorsement. Uh huh. And he's got an endorsement with what they call dude wipes. Yep. Uh. <laughs> And apparently because he's got a story, an unfortunate story about um, 
essentially having the bubble guts that could not be contained, I guess. And he accidentally dropped a deuce in his pants at one time, pooped his pants. Right? Is that story that he tells before? Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> shaking, I'm just, I'm just shaking my head because who has it? You know what I'm saying? Um, he, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Pardon, I haven't. Par, pardon me? Well, not, not since I've been wiping my own. <laughs> I have not. Uh, no, I have not. Um, but apparently um, he told a story um, that he accidentally sharded on the field during the 2020 National League Division Series, and he blamed it on antibiotics that had him the bubble guts. He had a tooth infection. Antibiotics, he said, gave him severe bubble guts. And I've told you guys this. This happens. I actually played with two teammates at the University of Texas who had, I don't know if this was the exact thing that happened, but it happened. Like in the white pants, University of Texas, they had to be escorted off the field. You thought it was an injury. It was not. Yeah. They, they just had to be escorted because they couldn't walk that walk of shame. They never would have been able to live it down. Happened twice. Man. Once to an O lineman, once to a DB, and I would never reveal who it was. Never you will never reveal who it was. Yeah, something weird just happened. Oh no, there. I saw it. Somebody just got it. You know I saw out. it. Somebody just got escorted out of Twin Peaks. Hey, you there. know your boy saw it. I'll break it down. I'll give you a okay. play by Maybe play right Let me after. know what's going on around there. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I will continue. But just so you know, getting hype up here. Yeah. But, but you, 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 don't worry. If you get too hyped, they will escort your behind out. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> real quick, like already um, made a move. So okay, so you ain't got to go home, but you can't come back in get here. Get up out of here. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> did you know this story about Kiki? Oh yeah. Uh, did, did you know this story was public knowledge, or did he just make it public knowledge, and it was a behind-the-scenes player known thing? It, it was a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah. Okay, well, now he's got a dude wipes thing. Okay, now you said who hasn't. Do you have a story like this? No, I don't. That you are no, 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 no. You're the one who said I was it. just, you know, I was trying to make funny. Okay. Yeah, I was I trying to. Me. You hey. was like, you said, wait, wait. <laughs> not since I've been <laughs> wiping my own. <laughs> no. It has never, it has not happened to. I know, I know people, I know, I know grown men it has happened to. That they are still friends about, and it's happened to them, and they'll admit it's happened drunkenly, Sixth Street story, stuff like that. Took the wrong drugs Love from somebody that they trusted them. Oh, oh man, take this pill. It's okay, to be my well, boy. You took that pill, and then yeah. you ended up in a public restroom on Didn't Sixth know Street. Didn't that they gave <laughs> Pooping your pants, and now you wonder what happened. Like, that's, you took a random pill from some stranger. They know Not they gave idea. you Merlax. Exactly. <laughs> Not a good idea. So I would say usually, yeah, I've heard these stories, but... There have been a lot of stories in sports. Oh, for sure. Poor performances by athletes, and you just didn't know the bubble guts was the actual reason. Played and you thought they had part. a bad day. Oh, it's an injury. Their hands injured. Oh, man, you know what? He's thinking about something happened off the field, him and his wife. No, no, he just had the bubble guts. And yep. when you got the bubble guts, it's hard to perform like that. Didn't this Paul Pierce admit that? Paul Pierce, that's where We that, all thought it was. Yeah, that's what he was injured. Yeah, he was injured. injured. He was nah. in a wheelchair. Right, we had that DK Metcalf this year. Yep. <laughs> got carted <laughs> off the field. Got off. That's right. <laughs> exactly. I tell you, more than you know. Remember Lamar Jackson and the, the run off the field? Yeah. Lamar Jackson had one right. of those bubble guts moments. Hey. And he had that one like, uh-oh. Hey. It may come right now. It may come right now. Right. No matter how elite of an athlete you are, we're all human. Right. When the bubble guts come, ain't much you can do. Nah. <laughs> uh, all right, we come back. We'll get into uh, a little bit more of this Texas Colgate preview. Uh, we'll break that down. Also, I'll tell you why today is such a special day for all Americans. No, I'm serious. This is actually a really patriotic day for America, and I'll tell you why when we come back. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.